When you think about ways to make people smarter, toilets probably aren't at the top of your list. But when it comes to increasing educational opportunities for young girls, the introduction of a toilet can make all the difference. The introduction of a toilet can not only improve health, but it actually can educate girls, and it can actually protect girls and women um, from danger. That's Jin Montesano, the Chief Public Affairs Officer with Lixel. Lixel is one of those companies that people aren't necessarily aware of every day, but whose products are all around us all the time. That's accurate. They're a global housing and building company based in Japan that manufactures everything from faucets and toilets to windows and doors. And buildings. And you build buildings. Yeah. <laughs> We've got 100 buildings, including Bank of America and the 157 that overlooks Central Park with the curve at the top. That's us. That's wow. so cool. Yeah. Today we're talking to Jin about Lixel's corporate commitment to giving back which led them to create the Sato Toilet, a $5 toilet intended for developing countries. It's not only safer and more sanitary, but it's actually helping girls stay in school. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. I think Japan is probably the most interesting and most complex place I've worked. It's a very advanced market that has high demand on quality. Um, it's highly technologically efficient, but it's also an aging and declining um, economy. So it's a tough business environment. It's mm -hmm. hyper competitive. Um, it's also tough because it's a um, high context culture. It's uh, monoculture, right? To be Japanese is to be ethnically blood Japanese. Um, and that has its own challenges in terms of driving change. But Japan is at an interesting time in its history in that it's coming out of um, two decades of recession. Um, the economy today is very strong. It's at full employment. Uh, inflation is under control. And in, in some ways, one could argue that Japan is finding a little bit of a resurgence. For Lixel, what we are is not that different from many Japanese companies that are very domestic, uh, very Japan-rooted, and looking to find a way to globalize themselves and be much more relevant to consumers and customers around the world. The company itself has only been around, as I understand, since 2011, uh, formed out of the merger of five leading companies in the housing and building space. Tell us a little bit more about Lixel, the kind of company that it was when you came to it in 2014, and the kind of company that you think it is now. Yeah, Lixel has a super interesting history because these five leading companies you mentioned, uh, they were household names in Japan. They were market leaders in their segment, whether it was the window segment or the bathroom segment, and they saw the future as a declining and aging population and said, let's hold hands, unite our futures as one, and become a different corporation. And that's how the name Lixel was born. So L-I and I-L is actually life and living, and the X means the intersection, the intersection of life and living. And that's how Lixel was born. So you came into a company that was essentially a composite of five distinct companies yeah. with their own cultures and processes and systems and people and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you've led a really significant focus on corporate purpose. You know, to what extent has purpose been sort of a unifying force that gives meaning 
to all of it despite all those distinctions right so is, is that would you th- do you think that's another element to the motivation behind purpose Elliot it's the key element behind purpose the unifying force. it's the unifying force forget all the external accolades and recognition the whole reason was to unify all of these employees who had come from disparate places who had still tremendous pride in the legacy of the companies in which they worked but we're seeking out what it meant now to be part of this bigger group called Lixel. As a company that was born out of all of these mergers, we needed to figure out what our core was. What was our reason for existing? Why did we have to be these five companies with these other acquired companies? Was it necessary for these companies to come together? Every merged company that came into Lixel would say that their philosophy is to make the absolute best products and services that would improve people's lives. But at the end of the day, we believe as one corporation, we help bring people's dreams come true in terms of their dream of a better home. And the better home starts with sometimes your first toilet. About one third of the world's open defecators, as we know, reside in India alone. More than 550 million people are actually still going out to defecate in the open today, which is really, really huge issue. Sato is um, short for safe toilet. We created Sato products for the population of the world that doesn't have modern plumbing. That it was invented by two um, engineers who were working for American Standard with a small grant from the Gates Foundation. And they actually invented a $5 toilet. It's a very simple um, contraption with a nifty little um, lever that can stop um, odor from coming up into the bathroom, as well as bugs, flies, and insects that really often create a bigger health problem when uh, proper toilets are not available in um, these communities, in these rural communities without access to a toilet. You know, one in three people in the world today, or approximately 2.3 billion people, have no access to safe sanitation. What's unique about Sato is that it is built on a social business model. It's not a CSR program. It's not a charitable program where we make product donations necessarily. We actually uh, built a PL on the back of Sato. When um, Kenya Seto, our current CEO, arrived in 2016, the first thing he said was, we need to double down on our purpose. And this Sato program is interesting, but I want you to put a PL against it and really leverage private sector models and approaches to make this PL sustainable. And if you can achieve a break even in five years, you can continue to invest behind the base of the pyramid, which is a fantastic way to think about long-term um, business goals, because if this business takes off and more people more quickly come on to toilet behaviors, we'll be expanding that base market much more quickly than we have today. And if you think about the fact that one in three people today still have no access to a toilet, that's a pretty big number. One of the things that I found interesting when I was looking into it is, you know, it's kind of apparent to me that clean sanitation would fight the spread of disease, uh, but there's actually uh, benefits specific to women that I hadn't thought about. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, one of the things people don't realize is that sanitation can touch safety for girls, even education. My name is Doris Bosimbori Moseti. 
I'm a business lady. I have a salon. When I'm not in the salon doing my business, I'm championing the issue of women and sanitation in Mukuru. So it's actually not safe for women to try and go and use the bathroom when there's no access to a proper toilet in the community or in the household. At night we'll plan. We'll, you'll go and knock to your neighbor's house and ask her, will you go to the toilet? So we, are, we start planning by six. How many people are going to the toilet? And then we'll come together as women because you cannot go alone. That's where the highest incidence of rape, kidnapping, and sexual assault take place. Um, I actually posted something on our internal, um, internal site about how toilets make girls smarter. And that's because girls actually drop out of school um, around age 12 and 13 once they start having their periods um, because there's no toilet at school and so they can't take care of themselves and they fall behind and eventually they stop going to school. The introduction of a toilet can not only improve health in terms of diarrheal disease and the spread of disease around the community, but it actually can educate girls and it can actually protect girls and women um, from danger. Can you talk a little bit about the case that you made to the organization and what needed to change internally at Lixel uh, in order to orient it more towards a, a, a purpose journey? Well. I think um, Japanese corporations are really naturally well designed to receive um, the question of corporate purpose and do we need one? Because Japanese companies are not uh, necessarily focused on the shareholder as we see in the United States or in Western companies. Um, the focus is often long term and generational and many Japanese companies come about focusing on how are we going to survive for another 100 or 200 years. In fact, all of the leading companies that became part of Lixel are over 100 years old. So Lixel might be five years old, but these other brands are much older than that. Um, and of course, American Standard 150 years old. So when we all came together that way, we thought about what it is that we need to do to establish our sustainability for another 100 years. But we need to do that together as Lixel and not as these individual brands. So that was really the beginning of the conversation of corporate purpose. We formed what was essentially um, something called the Corporate Responsibility Committee. I actually chair that committee and it's a formal part of the Lixel corporate governance. It actually uh, sits members including the CFO of the corporation, as well as the chief human resources officer, chief counsel, chief technology officer, and many other CXOs. And we together as a cross-functional committee decide what the commitments will be, what the targets and initiatives will look like, and how we need to socialize the broader organization around the agenda we're forming together. And that CR committee, which is still in operation today, I founded that in early 2015 to begin the conversation of purpose, is really what has been the vehicle or the engine to allow us to have such an articulated sustainability agenda today. I've heard you speak before about you know, pulling resources from different parts of the organization, the best and brightest to be a part of this. Um, and and it, it sounds like you're, you're seeing people really engaged because it's fulfilling and satisfying. Can you talk a little bit about how you've helped to cultivate that sense within the organization? 
Well, you know, when we first thought about what could be um, a unique part of our social purpose, we um, decided to hold a workshop and really look at this issue from the bottom up instead of just conjuring it ourselves. And um, I went to each of the different departments and divisions to ask for, you know, the smartest guy or smartest girl on their team to come join us for a facilitated workshop and really dig in on what is the white space for Lixo? Uh, there's so many ways in we, which we can contribute. We're a huge organization. We're the world's largest player in water technology. Surely there's something we could do. And after looking at um, different areas that we could potentially participate in, it started to take shape that sanitation and hygiene was an area that was um, heavily participated in from an education um, and consumer behavior change standpoint. But in fact, no one was developing products or solutions that could actually meet the needs of these individuals. So a lot of people and a lot of companies and organizations were spending money on trying to convince people that they should use toilets. <laughs> but no one was really offering an affordable, useful, and sustainable uh, toilet product. And we thought this was something that we could do. So that's how we came about um, really galvanizing around it. and deciding that Sato should be um, a really key part of the way we establish social purpose. Even today, when we take climate surveys, um, our activities in sustainability and this sanitation and hygiene commitment we've made in particular rate as among the highest reasons why people are proud to be part of Lixel. So it's, it's a really fantastic uh, credit to the team and to the organization for really being able to mobilize interest and um, engagement on this from the very beginning. One of the questions that we get quite frequently about purpose is, you know, what's the business case? Wow. And a, for a public company, I would imagine especially, you're answerable to shareholders that may question whatever investments are being made in a you know, P&L on a business like Sato yeah. or something. Well, you'd be surprised that increasingly um, investors are asking questions that go beyond financials. Many of them are asking, what are you doing around social contribution? What are you doing around governance? A lot of people are quite interested in these programs and how we're integrating them into our business. And they're not exactly asking me what the ROI is on the businesses. So there is a greater understanding and a a sophistication among investors today that it's not just financial P&L performance that's going to deliver um, the hallmark of sustainability of this company. It's both the basket of financial and non-financial metrics that are going to help investors understand whether this company is investment worthy. So um, a lot of what we hear around purpose is, you know, it's the right thing to do and we want our companies to be behaving responsibly and ethically and making a positive contribution to the world. Um, can you talk a little bit about sort of the business case or the business ramifications? You're answerable to leadership, to shareholders. Uh, can you talk about how you've made that case and told that story about the value of purpose? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the case wasn't that hard to make. Um, I'd love to say it was a real David and Goliath story, but it wasn't really quite like that. <laughs> um, because we really needed to find a way to unite employees together under a, a common purpose that was bigger than just the P&L, than just earning a profit and creating jobs and supporting the local economy. All of those things are really important. 
but we wanted something which we could all say we understood and did singularly that other companies didn't do. And that was really um, powerful as a proposition for all the businesses around the world. And sanitation and hygiene was just unique because environmental sustainability is so important as well as diversity and inclusion. Of course, today, however, as a global company, these are table stakes, and you should be operating in these areas with ambitious commitments and deliverables that you've disclosed and are working toward achieving. Sanitation and hygiene was something unique and quite quirkily Lixel, and that made it fun, and, and that's allowed for people to get really engaged. You know, here in the United States, um, my public affairs team, led by Troy Benavides, who is also a PageUp member, has identified an issue around access to sanitation right here in the United States. And in fact, in rural Alabama, we have people who are living um, in houses that don't have proper sanitation and the septic tanks don't work. And so you've got basically green lawns that are made up of waste. And environmental activists and different types of community leaders are working to solve this problem. And Lixel has been right there working with these other stakeholders, um, including um, state and local government, to look at ways in which we can find a sustainable solution. So sanitation and hygiene has become so much more than the one in three people in the world today who have no access to safe um, sanitation. It's also just looking at how we bring improved living in the home for everyone who deserves it. And that's really been energizing, especially for the group in the United States that's been looking at this issue really actively. It's been really interesting, actually. We believe it's much more important to have that larger purpose than to just deliver a strong PL, which I think most uh, societies expect you to do as a for-profit company. Right. you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. I learned a lot. Thank you. Special thanks go to The Home Depot and to Rivet Smart Audio, our podcast partner, for their generous support in making this season of the new CCO possible. That's all for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.